Well, good morning again. Thank you guys for letting me come back up here. Um, welcome to Visalia Living Fellowship. We're glad you're online and you're here in person. Like I said earlier, it's a good day to serve the Lord. And um, Pastor Brian asked me to come this morning and exhort the church a little bit. And then we're going to bring Christy up after that. So I'm, it's always a um, privilege. I know we say that. I think everyone that speaks says that. But it really is. And the one thing I've heard the um, elders say a lot is we're going to keep you in remembrance. And let me tell you something. Every time they text you or call you and say, will you exhort the church? Will you teach a Bible study? It immediately gets your thoughts thinking of on the Lord again. Um, so I'm very thankful for that opportunity. So thank you guys. Um, I guess what I wanted to talk a little bit about and exhort to you is the progression. And they actually sang a song this morning that went right along with my thoughts, the progression that we are all in and what a blessing that is. Um, the Lord has started a work in you, whether you know it or not, he has in each and every one of us, and that is amazing. That right there should make you smile, right? It should just make you smile from ear to ear. I saw a commercial, we were watching the Little League, the Little League uh, World Series, and there was a commercial, and it was, it was talked about smiling, and all these little kids, it was just true smiling, like they were literally just excited, and every one of us should be that excited. When I tell you that the Lord has started a work in you, that should really make you happy, and so it does me, it blesses me so much, and I've been thinking, you guys know I'm a teacher, and we go back to school, and one, I sigh, because one of the things we have to do is we start assessing, we start testing these kids. We want to know where they're at, how they're doing, where, because wherever they come to us, that's where we start. That's where we take off as teachers. We teach them, and it's a constant progression. I've had student teachers that will say, um, okay, I'm going to teach this lesson. I did it. I'm done. No, you're never done in education, right, Summer? We're never done. It's just if they get it, it leads to another lesson, which leads to another lesson, which leads to another lesson. And I teach first grade, but I'll tell you, sometimes I'm teaching preschool and sometimes I'm teaching third grade. And what I think is cool, and the reason I bring that out is because that's what God's doing for all of us. He comes to where you are at. He comes to where you're at, your understanding, what you know about him, and he builds and he's never going to end it. We're going to always learn more. And I think that is such, just, it's just this, um, it's like a breath of fresh air for me to know that I am going to continually learn more about God. And that, that's just a great thing, I think. And what he has been showing me lately is to bring everything within. And I know when I've, you know, I've stood up here as a little girl a long time ago. I told you that story. And I asked Jesus into my heart. And excuse me. And I believed that then. I believed Jesus was in my heart with all that I had. And from that moment to this moment, that understanding has grown. And it's still growing. So it's just an exciting thing to know that no matter what you know right now, and you need to stand firm on that. Like I think Walker talked about believing. Believe you know stuff. Believe you know stuff about God. Believe in everything that you know, but also know there's more. There's more, Sharon. We're going to learn more, and that is so wonderful to me And because Jesus is in me, but my understanding of that has grown, and I, I think that's just an amazing thing, and it should give hope. I want that to give you hope. It does me. I listen to Pastor Brian and the other elders and the word of God that's coming forth, and I believe it. Believe it, but know there's more to come. There's more to come. And so I love that thought. And Christy, um, 
if you were online, was that Thursday night. They kind of all blend together, right? But she preached a lot. Does anybody remember what she preached on? Judgment. There we go. Good job, Tim. Um, She preached on judgment. And it's funny because I think she talked about it. You immediately think of out here, right? Judgment out here. Oh, I judge that person. Oh, last night I saw a friend from high school, (laughs) which she asked me to pray for her. And so I am, and the Lord is. But you start judging the outward, right? We judge that. And when we do that, what normally follows? For me, judgment, it's normally, it'll cause condemnation and it'll cause accusations, right? And those things, it shouldn't be that way, right? Because first of all, the judgment is within, like Christy is going to bring out, I know. And it's not, God's not judging it to condemn you. And he's not judging you're you to accuse you he's just letting you know he's just teaching you it's just like we said it's that progression so all those years ago was I wrong when I asked Jesus in my heart no way that's where I was Julie shaking her head no way I believe that and his he added to that yes and so I just think it's a great thing how it just continues to grow and so I'm super excited to continue to be judged right like I said We think, oh, I don't want to be judged. Oh, it's a bad thing. It's a bad thing. No, it's not. It's a beautiful thing. I'm judging my students every day in my classroom. I look at those assessments. We pull them out. (laughs) We look at them and we go, oh, he doesn't know this. Oh, she knows this. He doesn't know this. And we go through. We're not being mean. That's not a mean thing. That's so that we can progress them, so that we can continue to move it forward. And that's all the Lord's doing for us. Isn't that great? He's finding all those things in us. Not to condemn you, not to accuse you, not to say you were wrong, not to say you screwed up, you didn't believe enough, you believed wrong. No, just to say, come on, let me show you the right way. Let's judge that, let's leave it right there, and let's move on to something greater. And so I think it's a beautiful thing, and I'm excited. I want to be judged, right? And some people, oh, be careful what you ask for. Hey, let's do it, right? You guys, we're in this together. Someone this week I heard preach say, um, we're not in this to lose. (laughs) Are you guys in this to lose? I'm not. I'm in this to glorify the Lord, to make him number one in my life, to love him more. And the only way to do that is to find out how I'm doing it wrong so I can do it right. And so um, I hope when Christy comes up, I encourage you guys to take it all within, right? Whatever she's saying, bring it within. I tend, I have to remind myself of that. I'm preaching to myself because judgment, I want to put it out here, believing. I want to put it out here, but it's within. And God's revealing more and more of that to me, and I know he is to each and every one of you. So um, I thank you. I hope I did encourage you in the Lord. That's what I wanted to do. And I know Christy is ready to come on up, and so I'll go ahead and bring her up at this time. And as she's coming, I didn't pray with you guys this morning, but do pray for one another. Um, pray right now that your ears will be open, that Christy will, will preach the word of the Lord truth to you right now, and that you will receive it in a good and honest heart. And believe that. Believe it. It can happen. So come on up, Miss Christy. And then hmm, we dress the same. Hmm. I know I saw her come in, <coughs> come in. I was like, oh, cute outfit, Jen. Um, so on Thursday night, I, um, I have my notes. If, if <coughs> because um, as you get older, you forget things. And I don't know if you've ever went to the grocery store and forgot, like, half the stuff you're going to 
<laughs> remember to, bring, to buy and you forget it. So a few years ago, I started making notes of everything I needed for the grocery store, right? And then what'd you do? I forgot my notes at home. So then I did, still forgot stuff. <clears throat> so then I'm like, well, I always have my phone on me. So I'll put all my notes on my phone for my groceries, right? So I put up my phone, and then I have this really bad habit of um, skim reading. So then I would skim over everything I was supposed to buy, and then I would still forget stuff. So I'm like, okay, now I've got to delete things as I buy them. Anyways, just a side note. Um, kind of funny. <sighs> so on Thursday night, I did talk about judging. And if you were on the call, I am going to talk about some of those same things, but I'm going to add to them. Because if you've ever um, got up and spoke and meditated or just meditated on the things of God, God will constantly add to you. And they talk about preaching in your world. Man, I have preached this message like 20, more than that, probably 2,000 times, 2,000 different ways. So, um, but God will constantly add to you and bring things uh, to you that you did not know. Or it, it's just a constant adding. So um, anytime you're reading your Bible, I encourage you to listen to what God is saying. I mean, Sometimes I'll just read my Bible and I'll start and I'll listen just for the word. I maybe I'll go chapters and nothing really gets my attention. And then that one scripture, God will speak to me. And if you start meditating on what God is bringing to you, He will add to you constantly. So um, <clears throat> there are some things that I'm going to talk about that I said last week on the call. Originally, I, Brian had asked me to get up and talk about judging again. And then he was going to add to it, but um, <clears throat> he's with some dear friends, so he's not going to be adding to it today, so maybe on Sunday. Um, <clears throat> the scripture that I want to open up is uh, John 7 and 23, and it says, Judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. And, um, <clears throat> you know, Jen talked about, uh, kind of mentioned about judging and judgment, and I kind of want to be a little bit specific. And, you know, there's different kinds of judging. If you go to court, you're going to get judged, and the judge is going to lay down a law, and that's one kind of judgment. And we are judged of God, and we want to be judged here instead of later, but um, God is constantly doing those things for us, and that's judgment. But what I specifically want to talk to, and I know it probably sounds the same, but it's not so much laying a law down, but the judging that we do to ourselves, to other people, um, and what I mean by that is all we um, put in our mind, basically, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, say that again? Yeah, we, we basically have an idea, and we set these as laws in our mind, and we don't even realize that we do it. So we judge people, and we have these thoughts in our mind, and we don't even realize that we do it to us. We don't realize that we do it to other people, and we don't realize that we do it to God. It just actually comes kind of natural for us. We just, you automatically judge things, you know. It, but here's the thing. You judge by the outward appearance and not by the things of God, and it will be wrong every single time if you don't judge by God's judgment. Um, Matthew 7 and 1 says, Judge not that ye be not judged, for with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged, and with what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you. So however you're judging people, however harsh you're going to be judging people, that's what's going to come back to you. I mean, you reap what you sow. Those are all biblical things. So if you're judging pers people very, very hard, 
that same judgment is going to be upon you. So you want to love people and have mercy on people and not, you know, be judgmental. Um, <clears throat> verse 3 says, And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but considerest not the beam that is in thine own eye? Or how will thou say to thy brother, Let me pull out the mote of thine eye, and behold, a beam is in thine own eye. So it's so easy for us to see other, you know, I can see all of your faults, but it's a lot harder for us to see our own faults, right? So we're trying to, you know, I'm trying to take a splinter out of Jennifer's eye, and I have a big old beam in my own eye, and I don't even see it. I'm, you're blinded to it. So we want to be careful how we judge other people. Um, and I want to talk about David, and I talk about David a lot. There's something about King David, um, that just, like, his whole story just totally intrigues me, and um, I love it. But so when Samuel went, so let me back up a little bit. Saul was king, and Saul had done evil, and God was going to replace Saul with another king. And Samuel was the prophet, and he told, uh, um, God told Samuel the prophet, he said, I want you to go to Jesse, and he has all these sons, and I want you to, uh, I'm going to, I've already picked him out. I already know who's going to be the king, and I want you to go to Jesse and bring his sons up to you, and I'll tell you. And what he tells him, uh, I don't know if I have it, but uh, let me see. He tells him, basically, judge not by the outward appearance. Don't judge by how tall he is. Don't judge by, um, I thought I wrote it down, not his stature. Um, no, I don't have it. But it says that men judges by the outward appearance, but God judges on the heart. So basically he was telling him, I've already picked out who I want to, to be king, so I don't want you to look at his outward appearance. I don't want you to look at what you think or how things should be. And I've said this before. It was always the eldest that got everything. The eldest of Jesse's son really should have been king if you looked at the standards of the way things were. But God told him, don't judge by that. So Jesse brings his sons, all of his sons, to Samuel the prophet. And one by one, he's like, nope, 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 that's not who God has picked. And so Jesse's like, well, okay, well, I don't know who it is. And so Samuel said, well, do you have any more? And he said, well, I have one other son who's out with the sheep, like, you know, because of course Jesse didn't think that David was who was going to be king. And he said, well, I'm not, basically, I'm not leaving until, you know, you bring him and I've seen all your sons and know who's going to be king. And he brings um, David um, out of the field and, of course, that's who God had anointed to be king. And, um, you know, there was a lot of things that David did not do right. Um, he committed adultery with uh, Bathsheba. He had her husband Uriah killed. And um, he numbered the children of Israel. But there was a couple things that, got, that always happened. Number one, he always told God, I want to be put in your hands. I want to be judged of you, and I don't want to be judged of men. Because you want to be judged of, men, of God? Here's the thing. God is righteous, so he does things right. And we don't always do things right. Most of the time we don't do things right. Because we look at things by our eyes. We look at the manifestation we can see. But God sees the intent. God sees the heart. You know, the Bible says that you don't even know your own heart. So you think, oh, I know. You do not know your own heart unless God shows it to you. And unless God shows it to you, you can't even change it. God is the only one that can change it. You cannot change one thing about, about yourself. You can change manifestation. You know, you can <clears throat> say you get mad a lot. You can try to not be mad as often, you know. <laughs> you can try to control those things. But actually fixing the spirit of it, God is the one that does that. 
So God judges righteously, and we don't always judge righteously. So um, God, David always wanted to be put in the hands of God. And let me tell you, David suffered consequences for his actions. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I was thinking, last night I was laying in bed, and I was thinking, you know, if you were to look at everything that David did, because he had Uriah killed, so that would make him a murderer, right? Like, you know. But did you know that God said that he was a man after his own heart? Um, in Kings uh, 9, it says, it, uh, God told Solomon, If thou will walk before me as David thy father walked, in integrity of heart and in uprightness to do according to all that I have commanded thee. So God looked at him. He didn't look at him as a murderer. He looked at him integrity of heart. He was a man after his own heart. So if we judge David according to everything he had done by our outward appearance, it would not be righteous judgment. There was an intent. There was something about David that we're not seeing with our eyes, but God had, had saw. Have you guys ever thought about that before? I mean, the difference of the way that God looks at things and the way that we look at things. <clears throat> when uh, Goliath came up, uh, David's brother, David wasn't even up there to up on the front line to fight Goliath. He was back in the back tilling the sheep and taking care of business. And um, his father told him basically to go check on his brothers and to bring him food or whatever. And so when he went to his brothers that were, it was in the heat of David, the spite of David and Goliath, um, in the heat of that moment, his brothers told him, what are you doing here? I mean, I, he goes, I know that your heart and you're just wanting to be up here and basically you have no business being here. And his brothers had judged him. But see, he didn't know that God is the one that sent him. God is the one that sent David to, um, to Goliath to fight him. But his brothers judged him, and he, he judged him wrong. So it doesn't matter how much you think you know people. You know, I mean, that was his own brother. If you're not judging righteous judgment, if you're not a, judging according to God's judgment, it's not going to be righteous. And we do it all the time. I was talking to Jen Gowett this morning, <clears throat> and she was talking about her testimony. And um, it, it goes, I wish she was here. I would let her uh, talk about it. But what she was telling me, that she had come to a place in her life with everything going on. And if you look around with everything going on in this life, man, things have changed so much, right? But um, everyone kind of does that which is right in their own eyes. They don't really, a lot of people don't follow after God, and if they are following after God, are they really? Because some of the stuff they're doing is, is not good. And there's no consequences now for anything that, you know, you do. I was talking to some of these teachers. You know, it used to be when you got it, went to school and you did something wrong, you got in trouble. Now, there is no trouble. It's, I'm going to take you for a walk. Or, you know, if you're good by the end of the day, you get a cupcake. Well, but he's been horrible all day long. I mean, there's no consequences. Our society has changed so much because people kind of do that, you know, that which is right in their own eyes, which is not good. Um, <clears throat> but I was talking to uh, Jen Gowett, and she was talking about her testimony, and she had come to a place by um, her family and looking around the others, uh, what they were doing, and she started judging everything by what she saw and she judged the things that were going on as, um, as evil. And she was like, she said she started to work basically a worldly sorrow and didn't even, she thought she was doing it in love, and instead she was doing it in sorrow. And she was like, this can't be right, this can't be right. And it's kind of funny that she said, 
And I even, <coughs> I even thought to myself, well, the elders are telling me something different, but it doesn't really matter because that's not, it's not about church. It's not about God. So it doesn't really matter what they thought. But what they were doing was they were, like Brian, and she specifically said Brian, was doing was judging things righteous, but she couldn't see that. And then finally, God brought it to her, everything that she was doing, everything that she was believing, everything that she was seeing, and she, uh, God showed her that the way she was judging everything going on in her life, it was, it was wrong. She was ma- it was a wrong judgment. It wasn't righteous. And the great thing is when God showed it to her, she believed what God said. And when she did, it changed her whole life. And you know what? <clears throat> when these things happen, let me tell you, you know, people think that there's a little saying that the devil does not come with horns and a little uh, in a red cape. He comes in everything that you love. That's how he does it. And he's out to kill, steal, and destroy. If she would have continued to follow what she w- was believing and judge what, how she was believing in an unrighteous judgment, it would have take, she would have lost everything. And um, it was all because she judged by the outward appearance. But thank God that he's merciful, that he brought judgment to her and showed her the right way. And um, it was righteous. And God's judgment is always righteous. If you judge by what you see and by what you think, the bottom line is most of the time you're going to be deceived. It's not going to be right. And you just take God completely out of the equation. Um, You know, sometimes we look at other people and we judge them and we think, um, yeah, this person's doing this and that person's doing that. But what if God put you in their life to pray for them and help them and not just judge them? Because there's so many times that we look at circumstances and they're all outward circumstances of things that are going on. And I'm going to tell you, it's not right. You're not judging it right. You judge yourself wrong. You know, look at the Pharisees. Every single thing that Jesus did, they judged him. He couldn't, I don't care if he healed somebody. Well, you healed him on the Sabbath. That was a bad thing. They judged And no matter how good it was, they judged everything that Jesus did um, as wrong. And their judgment was was not right. And everything that the Pharisees did, they thought that they were doing right. They thought it was of God, and it wasn't. Um, The other um, scripture I want to read to you and talk to you about um, is Solomon. And so Solomon was David's son. And I want to read this to you because... <clears throat> the, the wisdom and understanding and judgment that God gave Solomon was absolutely amazement. And I want to bring this up because I just think it's so awesome that the understanding and um, the righteousness that God imputed unto uh, Solomon. So I'm going to go to Kings 3 and 7. And it says, And now, O Lord my God, thou hast made thy servant king instead of David my father, and I am but a child. I know not how to go out or come in. So Solomon is talking to God, and he's telling him, I'm a child. I I don't even know how to come before you, how to go in and out. And thy servant in the midst of thy people, which thou hast chosen a great people, thou cannot be numbered nor counted for multitude. Now remember, David had counted the children of Israel, um, and it was not good. Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people that I may 
discern between good and bad, for who is able to judge this, thy so great a people? So he told God, he's like, I want an understanding heart to judge your people. You know, originally, God didn't even want there to be a king. He, he wanted there to be judges, and he wanted to judge the people. But they, the people wanted to be like the other, you know, other towns and other countries or whatever. So that's why God even put kings up, put a king in place. Um, he was talking about how great the people are. And, this, and the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. And God said unto him, because thou hast... Ask this thing, and ask not for thy long life, neither hast thou asked for riches for thyself, nor hast thou asked the life of thine enemies, but hast asked for thy understanding to discern judgment. Behold, I have done according to thy words. Lo, I give thee a wise and understanding heart, so there was none like there before thee, neither after thee shall any arise like unto thee. And I also have given thee that which thou hast not asked, both riches and honor, so thou, <clears throat> that there be not any among the kings like unto these days. And if thou wilt walk in my ways to keep my statutes and commandments as thy father David did, then I will lengthen thy days. So David uh, prayed for an understanding heart and for wisdom. And God was so um, happy with the way that he had prayed. He said, I'm going to not only give you everything, I'm going to give you uh, riches. And God blessed Solomon greatly because of the way that he came and uh, presented and asked the Lord. But it wasn't long after Solomon had been king, <clears throat> and this is really what I wanted to talk about. There were two harlots that they brought before him. And um, I'm sure you know the story, but we'll talk about it again. And both of them had had a baby a couple days apart, and one of the babies died in the middle of the night. And the other lady, went, mother, went and took the dead baby and switched it with, with her living baby. And um, so the two mothers were standing before Solomon, and um, the people were kind of, you know, watching to see how Solomon was going to handle this situation. And... Um, both of them said, no, that baby's mine, the living baby's mine, the living baby's mine. And so Solomon said, take a sword and divide the baby in half and give half to each of them. And um, the mother that of the dead child said, okay, that's fine, we'll take half and half. And the mother of the living child um, that was her baby, she said, no, it's okay, she can, she can keep the baby, you know, because when you have a child – you know, even if you can't raise it, you don't want it to die. And um, King Solomon said, give it to the mother. The mother is the one that doesn't want the child to die, basically. And the people were amazed at how um, the wisdom that Solomon used in judging that situation. And I thought about that. You know, I, that's amazing. I mean, it really is. You think about that. Who, who could think of that? Um, <clears throat> kind of a side note. We were watching a movie the other day. It's called uh, 13 Lives. I don't know if you've seen it. It's based on a true story. It's really a good movie, and I'm kind of going to give you some spoiler alerts, like a lot of spoiler alerts. But um, they, uh, there was 13, 12 boys and a coach in Thailand, and they were in this cave. This is a true story. They were in this cave, and there was flash floods that came in, and it, it totally flooded the cave, and they could not get the boys out. And so they had people from all over the world coming in. Thousands and thousands of people came in over the world to help them try to go into this cave and save these boys. 
Now, this was not a regular cave. Um, they kind of showed a map of it, and um, the divers that went in, it took them the first time seven and a half hours, and they actually went into this cave to find the boys. But some of the spots that they had to go through and dive were like, I mean, you could just barely get through. You, it was all you could do to get through these tight, um, tight quarters. And so when they finally found the boys, it was like, I don't know how many days into it, 13 days into it. But they had a, and they were all alive, everyone was alive. But the problem was, they're like, there is no way we're going to be able to get these boys out because the, it was such a treacherous thing. I mean, thinking about it myself, it made me so claustrophobic <laughs> watching it and thinking about, um, you know, trying to get out of a situation. I, I don't know that I could have done it. But one of the divers, he came up with, which to me was a genius idea. He said, we're going to go in and um, <clears throat> basically drug the boys, and they were unconscious. They completely knocked all the boys out. They didn't tell them what they were going to do. They didn't tell their parents because it would have been so much drama. It would have been so much um, politics involved. The governor or whoever, he said, don't even tell anyone. He said, we're just going to go and do this. And they said they, he expected casualties, and there were no casualties. So they went and made these boys unconscious and... Um, basically drug them out through. It took them like seven hours to get through this cave from one end to the other. I, I think it took four days to get all 13 of them out of this cage. But I was, <coughs> I was thinking about, I mean, that's another, that's a genius. Who would have ever thought to drug, you know, somebody to get them out? And um, my, I know that was kind of a side note, but the whole thing is, is that we don't always, um, and, and not that God was behind any of that. That was just, you know, to me, a genius idea. But we don't always see things um, clearly. Um, that's, that's my whole point. We can't always see things, but God always judges righteously. And he always, um, <clears throat> he always does things uh, right. You know, whenever we judge other people or we judge ourselves or we judge God, it's so sometimes seductive. It's sometimes so little that we don't, it's not like this big stamp that says, you know, you're you just judge somebody. You do it in your mind unconsciously, and you don't even realize. And you pass judgments against people. You pass judgments against um, yourself. You pass judgments against um, situations. That's a big thing is situations. We look at situations. I would never do that if that was me. I think it was my mom that said, if you have, I would say, I'm never going to do that with my kids. Don't ever say never because your kids will make a liar out of you. I promise you they will because uh, you never know what you're going to do in that situation. So you think you're going to do things a certain way and you're going to, but when you're in that situation and you're having to, to go through things, it's never the same. I, it just isn't. Um, but my whole point is, is that... Um, <sighs> God judges righteously, and if we're going to, you know, we're all in church, we're all Christians, and we're all want to be Christ-like. If you're going to be Christ-like, and you want to follow Christ, you want to do things right, and you want to be, judge things righteously, and you're never going to do that by looking on the outward appearance, you're never going to do that by looking at manifestation, you're never going to do that in yourself, unless God comes to you. Now, the the Bible does say that if you're spirit, uh, he that spiritual judges all things. So if you're spiritual, which we're all spirits and we're all learning to be spiritual, then 
you can judge everything. But until you've come to that place where your mind is completely renewed and you can judge things by the Spirit of God, I would say that you're learning to be spiritual and probably shouldn't judge everything. Um, and, and everything that God does, he does it in love. These things are um, to benefit you. They're not to hurt you. You don't, you know, you, you think it's okay to judge others, but you don't even realize that sometimes when you do, you're actually hurting yourself. And you're hurting them and you're um, cutting off people and you don't even realize it. But um, <clears throat> pray for people. Love people. Don't be so quick to judge a situation. Don't be so quick to judge people. I've done that in my life. And uh, there was a situation, and I was totally right. I discerned the spirit, and it was right, and I was going to go after it really hot. And uh, the thing was is that God had not told me to do that. God had not inspired me to do that. And even though I, had see, I could see the situation and I could discern the spirit, God had not even brought it to this person yet. So when I brought it up, man, I was like, what? What is the problem? And I was talking to Dan. I was all upset. And he's like, God didn't tell you to do that. God didn't uh, bring that up to her. She's, God's not even judged that of her yet. And you're totally going after her. Yep, I was totally wrong. So sometimes we have to wait on God because there's timing in everything. So <clears throat> um, in everything... Judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. And if you're going to judge righteous judgment, it has to be the judgment of God. So instead of judging people and judging yourself, love one another. Pray for one another. And um, in return, God's going to bless you because you, you want God to judge you. Like, like I said with David, there was a lot of consequences and a lot of things that... Um, that David had to suffer because of his decisions. But in the end, at the very end, God said that he was a man after God's own heart. And I don't know about you, but when I'm standing before God, <laughs> I want him to say that I was a man after his own heart. And I want to be judged of God, and I want to be judged righteously. So we, we want to do the same. And that's all about all I have. Does anybody have any questions? Comments? <laughs> Concern? Yes, Tim. But the Lord said unto Samuel, <clears throat> Look not on his countenance, nor the height of his stature, because I have refused him. So there was um, brothers that came up of Jesse's son that the Lord had refused. It was not who he was looking for. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. And that is so true. We always judge by the outward appearance, but we can't see each other's heart. We can't see our own heart. It's God that sees our own. It, God that sees our heart. So, and the other thing I was going to say, too, is, you know, seek after God. Seek God, because God is always going to bless you. He is always going to, to talk to you and keep you. 
um, if you'll continue to seek him. Thank you, Tim. Anything else? Anything online? Okay. Brian was supposed to be here, but um, like I said, he decided the very last minute he wasn't. So um, God bless you guys, and have a great week, and we will see you online tomorrow night. And I think it's Julie's up.